Where are the Arizona Cardinals going to fish in 2022? I'm going to talk about it. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into a live Tuesday edition of Locked On Cardinals. I'm your host, Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards, live on Twitter Spaces and YouTube right now. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. So there's not a whole lot of storylines coming out of Cardinals camp now. There is an abundance of nagging injuries as we kind of drudge our way towards week one where the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes come to State Farm Stadium uh, for the Cardinals to play, you know, you know, their first game of 2022. And, like, there are storylines like Andy Isabella could be traded. Cool. I don't think that adds anything one way or the other to this roster. Maybe they'll get a sixth-round pick for him. Awesome. I mean, crap shooting the sixth round the majority of the time. So I don't really think there's an, a whole lot of time that needs to be spent on that. I talked about yesterday, like, yeah, you know, they're probably highlighting him during the preseason games to try to get as juicy of a trade package as possible. If they trade him, fine. If they don't, fine. Whatever. It's not going to be a huge, you know, impact for the Cardinals in 2022. What is going to be a huge impact is their division record with how difficult their non-division record uh, schedule is going to be. They play the AFC West. You know, they play the Saints and the Eagles, two teams on the rise, it seems, they played the Patriots who were solid. They played the Bucks on Christmas. Like, they've got a murderers-ish row of non-divisional games in 2022. So it's going to beg the question, can they finish what they started last season by starting undefeated through their first couple of games in the NFC West? Can they get to the finish line? And the way the games are set up with the 49ers, Rams, and Seahawks is fascinating. It does really tip the scales in the Cardinals' favor. And I'm going to discuss it. I'm going to take each segment of today's podcast and highlight one team from the NFC West. And at the end, I'm going to give my record prediction for where the Cardinals are going to finish interdivisionally in 2022. And if it will be enough to act as a catalyst, as some jet fuel for the Cardinals to finish outside of the last playoff spot and maybe move up to the sixth or fifth or win the division and finish as one of the top four spots in the NFC going into the playoffs. I'm going to start with the Rams. I'm going to, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off here. The Cardinals host the Rams in week three at State Farm Stadium. After hosting Kansas City in week one, they go on the road to play the Raiders in week two, and then they get the Rams in week three. So I think that, just like last season, it's still kind of the feeling out part of the NFL regular season. It's the first four or five weeks where it's kind of the preseason part of the regular season. You know, you're getting your reps. It's first team, obviously. And we're, you're starting to figure out what talent you can begin to trust in the, you know, middle ground of, of set and forget guys and guys that, you know, are depth players. And it's that middle ground that really defines what a team is going to be throughout the entirety of the 2022 season. So after week one, how is this defense going to hold up against an elite offense? Week two, how is this team, the offensive line specifically, going to hold up against a duo of pass rushers and Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, one of whom knows this offense pretty well? 
and then coming back home, who knows where the Cardinals are going to be after two weeks? They could be they could be two and zero. They could be one and one. They could be zero and two. Like you can make a case for any of them. Week one is a crapshoot. The Cardinals can definitely beat the Chiefs at home, even though I think they're three point underdogs uh, in most books right now. The over under is fifty three. I think that's the highest of any week one game. A lot of points will be scored in that game. Defense or a uh, defense will be at a premium, and we're going to see where the Cardinals are standing coming into week three, but it's still early enough into the season where the Cardinals can definitely get a W against the Rams. Like the Rams did add Bobby Wagner to shore up the middle of that defense. They added Allen Robinson to shore up the outside wide receiver core with, with Odo Beckham Jr. Gone Van Jefferson's out for an extended period of time. So you have Tyler Higby, you have Cooper cup, you have Allen Robinson. That is going to be the third test for this very young cornerback uh, room after playing the, just bevy of weapons the Chiefs have, the bevy of weapons the Raiders have, and then you're going to have Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, two of the better wide receivers in the NFL, come to State Farm Stadium in the first game the Cardinals have against a divisional opponent in week three. If I were to pick one game for the Cardinals to win if they were to split against the Rams, it would be week three. There's one thing that I think we're going to see a huge shift of this year. And it's going to be the win-loss record at home and on the road for the Cardinals. That was a pseudo-anomaly, I think, last season. The defense showed up massively on the road, which allowed the Cardinals to get a couple extra victories that maybe they wouldn't have if the defense didn't step up like it did during the first half of the season especially. So I think the Cardinals get a win in Week 3 against the Rams. And, you know, I don't know if it's going to be partially Super Bowl hangover. I don't know if it's part – because in the Super Bowl, in the in the NFL – the hangover usually happens with the team that lost the Super Bowl, not the team that won. And I know that Tom Brady ruined that and the Patriots ruined that for everybody for 20 years. But the Rams are ready to play. I just think the Cardinals are going to get a W at home because they need to have a proven game early on to get a W. Week 6, or I'm sorry, week 10, the Cardinals go on the road mid-November to play the Rams. These are the gut punch games. These are the true, can the Cardinals turn the corner games? And so much is going to happen between now and week 10. I'm going to give my final prediction for the regular season win-loss total on Friday, as I promised the Twitter listener um, on Sunday. Week 10 is going to be the difficult one. As I mentioned, lots going to happen between now and then, obviously, for any sort of cliche you want to put in here. But those are the games that teams that could potentially win a Super Bowl win. Not only is it against the defending champs, but it's the second time you're playing an interdivisional opponent, and it's on the road at SoFi Stadium. They got their W last year. This season, you can't look back at last season and be like, well, that'll, yeah, they'll replicate it this season. There's no momentum year to year. You know, there's no momentum week to week, really, in the NFL. So I think the Cardinals lose on the road against the Rams. Brings them to one and one, respectable against the Super Bowl champs who embarrassed them in the playoffs last year. The rosters both look different in very different ways. The Cardinals have bolstered their offense, and the Rams just do what they do. They say F them picks, and, you know, they've added Allen Robinson. They've added um, uh, Bobby Wagner, two of the more underrated signings. Allen Robinson was very early on in the offseason, so people kind of forget. And Cooper Cup's taken all the fantasy football praise as being the best fantasy football wide receiver we've ever seen for a season. You don't expect that to repeat, but they do have Cam Akers healthy. They've got Daryl Henderson. Their their offensive line is taking a step back. 
Matthew Stafford has a weird elbow thing that shouldn't be an issue, but the Rams are still one of the toughest teams in the NFL. And the Cardinals hopefully will split in an effort to have a winning record in division, which will help for tiebreakers, placement, you know, in the NFC playoffs if they get there. It's very important that the Cardinals at least split against the Rams, and I think they will. Coming up next is San Francisco 49ers. Very interesting team going into 2022. More question marks surrounding this organization than the Seahawks. Because the Seahawks have regressed, but you kind of know what they are. The 49ers, if I told you they win six games next year, if I told you they win 12 games next year, I think you can make, make a case for both. Where will the Cardinals stack up against them in 2022? I'll talk about that next, Locked on Cardinals. First, I've been trying to eat healthier, okay? I have. Uh, my old, <laughs> my former co-host used to make fun of me for eating um, Hamburger Helper a lot because it's delicious. Like, I don't care. You throw some mushrooms and onions in there and eat a salad to counteract the amount of... Se- doesn't matter. Athletic Greens is one of our favorite sponsors here, okay? I use this product every day. And I started taking AG1 because I needed to get healthier, but I didn't want to count my vegetables every day, count my fruits every day, eat eight meals a day, vitamins, all that crap. AG1 does it for you in one scoop of powder with eight ounce glass of water attached to it. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Boom. Scoop, water, shake, drink. It's super easy. It costs you less than three bucks a day. So that's less than a cold brew. Okay. You're investing in an all in one nutritional insurance. They've got over 7,000 five star reviews, recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Like, this is so easy to get the vitamins and minerals you need. It's time to reclaim your health, help your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, as I mentioned. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Where will the Cardinals finish in the NFC West in 2022? Because of how difficult their out-of-division schedule is, it's going to be imperative that they stack wins as much as they can in the NFC West. Easy to say, tough to do. The San Francisco 49ers are kind of the wild card here. You know, like, I know the Cardinals have had a an interesting offseason. You know, they've loaded up on the offense. Defense still leaves something to be desired at this point about two and a half weeks before week one. But the 49ers, like, is Trey Lance the guy? We don't know. You can check out Brian Peacock and uh, and Eric Crocker. They do a great job at Locked On 49ers if you want to hear all the 49ers news. Um, they're holding on to Jimmy G. It's weird. Elijah Mitchell is now crowned as the dude in the backfield. When have we ever seen one running back over the last, since Frank Gore left, who is going to be the guy in the backfield for the 49ers? It was where he most got injured. Elijah Mitchell was hobbled last season. Like they've got dudes. They got Trey Sermon there out of Ohio State, the guy that I was in love with that I wish the Cardinals would have taken. Uh, up to this point, pretty happy that didn't happen. 
But just to say that they're going to be great and Trey Lance is going to be great and they're going to stack wins this year, I think is a fool's errand. Sure, Debo Samuel is an elite talent. Trent Williams is an elite left tackle. He's 100. Okay, he just got so much money. He's an elder statesman in this league. They've got Mike McGlinchey. They've got one of the better offensive and defensive lines in football. Nick Bosa, etc. And how many different faces of the San Francisco 49ers have we seen over the last handful of seasons? So the Cardinals have the San Francisco 49ers, their home game in Mexico City. Okay? And then they play the 49ers on the road the last week of the season, week 18. So just to add, they play the 49ers in week 11, and then they have their their bye week in week 13. Like, the 49ers and Cardinals matchups have been fascinating. I mean, since, like, I don't know. Let's take, like, 2018. Because the Cardinals, I think they beat the 49ers twice in 2018. That was the one Josh Rosen pitch and catch to Christian Kirk, the 75-yard first play after – a touchback touchdown, or like, is this going to be the future of the Arizona Cardinals? Is it going to be Josh Rosen and Christian Kirk in perpetuity? Spoiler alert, if you've been under a rock since 2018, that wasn't it. But the 49ers have been bad a lot. They've been bad a lot. And aside from their Super Bowl run, which the worst of first thing happens from time to time in the, in, in the Super Bowl era, you know, over the last 30 years, it happens, but it's not common. Kyle Shannon's had a terrible coaching record, win-loss-wise. I think he had three 10-loss seasons in the first four years. And then they went 12-4, and four, they made the Super Bowl. And then last year was their most, like, Kyle Shannon's best coaching year was last year. Because they were out of the playoff hunt, then they made a push. They had a crazy late-season game w- w- with the Rams. And then, you know, they draw Green Bay. They have Aaron Rodgers in their back pocket. Aaron Rodgers cannot beat the San Francisco 49ers. And then, you know, the 49ers were a stop away from winning. And then, you know, their defense faltered. They're on the field a lot against the Rams. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, and that was it. But the 49ers were a very solid team last year. And Kyle Shannon has had more losing seasons than winning seasons, I believe, is the head coach of the 49ers. So, to say that we can write the script on what's going to happen between these two teams in 2022 is a, I mean, it's, it's a fallacy. It's a joke. I think the Cardinals are going to sweep the 49ers. And it's not like the Cardinals beat the 49ers with Colt McCoy last year. So the 49ers have so many different faces. Kyle Shannon, and John Lynch are like given this pedestal of these geniuses. It's like, where is that? Sure, they made absolutely they made the Super Bowl. And then you know what? They've got their scapegoat. They've got their Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew Emmanuel Sanders. They would have won the Super Bowl. The defense collapsed in the Super Bowl. Their defense collapsed. And that's why they lost the Super Bowl. Should Jimmy Garoppolo throw that ball on the button to Emmanuel Sanders? Absolutely. The defense collapsed, and that's why they lost the Super Bowl. They gave up a third and a hundred to Tyreek Hill, who's wide open on a huge conversion late. Like the defense lost that Super Bowl. 
So going into 2022, it's like, sure, okay, so we're going to continue this national narrative that the 49ers are great, that Cal Shannon's a genius, and then, and then, you know, John Lynch is the greatest thing ever. But if they win seven games next year, are you going to be surprised? Like, by all accounts, Trey Lance looks like he is the making of a prototypical new age stud quarterback. So this is nothing on him, but we got to see it for more than two or three games. And with Jimmy Garoppolo being there, that's so great for opposing teams. Because if Trey Lance falters, even though the whole seems like, the whole fan base is like, get Jimmy G out of here. He's got the Andy Dalton and Baker Mayfield. Like they're sitting at the, the loser's table at an NFL wedding. When all these guys have done has been solid starters in the NFL. So Jimmy Garoppolo being there is great for other organizations because it's going to put that thing in the back of their head. Like if they start two and three with Trey Lance as the starter, it's like, do you start Jimmy? I have the Cardinals sweeping the 49ers one in Mexico City and then week 18 in a must win where the Cardinals are going to finally win an important game down the stretch with the playoffs on the line. So that puts the Cardinals at three and one in division in 2022. Are they going to go clean sweep against Seattle to go five and one in division in 2022? I'll talk about it next. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. I've used LinkedIn a lot. Okay. I've used it a lot. And I know how powerful LinkedIn can be. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. All right. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can fr- you can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to this world's the largest professional network, 810 million people on LinkedIn. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates uh, with just the right skills and experience. You, like if you've searched if you've searched for jobs on LinkedIn, like I have. The screening questions are legitimate. It's like there's like three or four questions they screen, and that's how you can filter out who you want to hire, who you don't. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Where will the Arizona Cardinals finish in 2022 in the NFC West? I mean, it's going to be fun to find out. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Uh, Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Turn the notifications on. I will be with you every half of every game through the 2022 season, whenever it may end. And it's going to be fun. Bring your questions, bring your comments, bring your complaints. Bring your compliments. Bring whatever you want. Bring a friend. Bring a beer. It's going to be a fun time all the way through. I have the Cardinals through the Rams and 49ers going 3-1 and one in division. Seattle seems to be a team that the NFC West hasn't held in a long time. A lesser than talent-wise team. And that's not fair to you know poke fun or whatever, obviously. Russell Wilson is in Denver. And they've got Drew Locke and Geno Smith there. The offensive skill position players are still pseudo elite. I mean, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They've got Noah Fant now, 
who's one of the more underrated guys uh, from the tight end position. He's dealt with quarterback issues his whole career. And then you have the defense, who's always at even. you got the run game with Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker if he's ready for week one. Like, it's the same makeup. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play defense. They're going to be in games that they shouldn't be in. It's just the Seattle way. Now, do the Cardinals win both games against Seattle? And every game is important in the NFL, okay? Like, I'm not weighing one or the other. But as I mentioned in the first segment, the times that the Cardinals play these specific teams during specific parts of their schedule is fascinating. Because after the murderers were of week one through three without DeAndre Hopkins, again, Kansas City at home, Raiders on the road, Rams at home. They have six winnable games immediately following those three games. At Carolina, Philly at home, it's iffy. We don't know what Philly's going to be. Then they go to Seattle, Saints at home, on the road at Minnesota, and Minnesota looks to be a lot better. So it's not it's not a lock by any stretch. There's no lock in the NFL any given Sunday. And then they have the Seahawks at home again. Okay, so they play the Seahawks twice in a four-week span. And it's the middle of the schedule where it's not jockeying for position. It's not Saturday at the Masters yet. It's still making the turn on Friday where you've got hopefully, you know, 36, 45 holes to play. And it's not like, a, oh, the Cardinals have to win these games or they're not going to make the playoffs. But you're starting to get into the meat of the schedule. And playing Seattle twice in four weeks is paramount for a team that has to wait till week 13 until their bye week to play all of those difficult teams before getting a team that is, is going to have a down year. And that's not to say they're not going to come in to stay for Stadium and get a win. It's not to say that the Cardinals are going to go to the Pacific Northwest and get a win. Just like the 49ers where it doesn't make sense. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no story to tell about the 49ers versus Cardinals over the last handful of years because it's one year isn't going to predicate what happens the next year. One week is going to have what predicates the next week. And the same with the same with the Seahawks. Like the Cardinals and the Seahawks played a game that pretty much ended Stephen Hauschka's career mentally. The six-six overtime, like it was six-six or nine-nine, six-six. The Cardinals going to Seattle when the when the Seahawks were at their peak and winning every time in Seattle. It was always the second to last or last game of the season. Chandler Jones would ball out. Russell Wilson would forget how to play football, and the Cardinals would win. So when you have Seattle in a situation like this and they're quarterback-wise in the deep cellar of the NFC West ranking-wise, you have to get two victories from this team. They've got to beat this team twice because one of the things that we saw last year was the Cardinals could not beat teams that were worse than them with when they absolutely needed a win. Like Carolina, Colt McCoy started, they got absolutely embarrassed at home. They have Carolina in week four. We'll talk about that later in the week. Carolina seems to be the bugaboo for this team that doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense that the Cardinals can't beat them. Detroit's another team that the Cardinals just can't seem to beat. I think Cliff Kingsbury is 0-2-1 against the Lions. So the Cardinals going to Detroit last year and not putting up two scores, I don't believe, two touchdowns 
Like that can't happen this year. That's something that needs to be omitted if the Cardinals want to actually take that next step. And beating Seattle twice in a four-week span when you absolutely need to start stacking victories is paramount. So I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think the Cardinals are going to go 5-1 and one in division. What am I talking about? I think the Cardinals are going to go 5-1 and one in division. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to mull over that, okay? Tomorrow, Dan Bickley from 98.7 is going to join me. Super excited to chat with him. It's going to be going. I'm going to be posting it at noon tomorrow. We're going to talk about the Cardinals in the realest way possible in the Valley. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you then.